messages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. And you're not wearing socks. Get a grip, man. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. So, Veeves. Yes. Are you ready to put on our little cardigans? Oh, I love a little cardigan. And maybe I'll put on a little bow tie. <gasps> can, oh, no, can, can, I get, can I get out my saddle shoes? You can put on some saddle shoes <gasps> and maybe one of those skirts that puffs out. We can hop on our on our 1960s style bicycles with fenders. I'm going to get an old vintage purse that I've been saving for this very occasion. And I am going to go pick up I think a, I'm just describing Zoe Deschanel. record player <laughs> in case you haven't picked up on the subtle hints that Vise and I are, are <laughs> dropping here. <laughs> We're not. I don't know if we should be improv artists, honestly, the more I think about it. We shouldn't? It. <laughs> I don't know. I, qu- I have to make a call. Excuse but me. But in case you can't tell where we're heading on our where we're headed on our little bicycles is we're headed <laughs> we're headed straight to Twee Town, everybody. This show is all about commercials that I think, and I don't even know, but I think you could describe the style as Twee. Yeah. Now, I was putting this list together. It's easy to slip into a trap where you just start collecting a bunch of commercials that look like they were directed by Wes Anderson. Right. And then you're like, is that Twee or is that just Wes Anderson ripoff? What is Twee? So the, I, I, the, the, Venn, the Wes Anderson and Twee Venn diagram has a lot of overlap. Right. And definitely he's sort of taken over that space as far as how people think about what Twee is in yeah, the modern and the design, sense. His in, design yeah. aesthetic has definitely dominates that conversation. So... What I've done is I've put together a bunch of commercials that should be fun to talk about that are very stylish and I think are twee, but maybe they're not twee. Maybe yeah, it's just me. Did you look up the dictionary definition of twee? This might be one of those occasions I when, did. Di- when Webster's defines twee as... Excessively or affectedly, I think that's important mm-hmm. there, affect, quaint, pretty, or sentimental. Okay. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to play for you these commercials that I've collected, and you can say that's twee, or you can say... Not to me. <laughs> twee. Twee or, or not to me. Gotcha. Twee or not to me is the to game. Twee we'll be, or not to twee. <laughs> we, there are so many puns. I know. We're going to have too many <laughs> usually possible we're, show usually titles. Usually we're scraping the bottom yeah. of the barrel for a show title. Not today. Spilling the twee would be a good one. You said one yesterday <laughs> that I really liked that I've already forgotten. Uh, the rule of twees. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I want to name the show that. Anyway, we'll talk about that after the show. And, and you'll, we'll all find out together what we n- named the show today. But um, yeah, so I'm going to play those uh, commercials for you. A lot of them are very visual, so we'll have to work hard today. And also, I'm not even joking about this. Um, there's a campaign that's been running for some grocery store chains around here. Um, actually, I think national chains uh, that I think are twee, and we'll talk about that uh, in their kind of depictions of shoppers and stuff. It's a little animated uh, uh, campaign. But one of them, Genevieve... And again, the definition says uh, sentimental, excessively or effectively sentimental. I started crying when I was watching it. There <laughs> are, are you low there, T testosterone today? I am to bring back that from last week. Yes, I, are and you low twee. Here, <laughs> hey guys, are you suffering from low twee? 
God, I got to stop listening to AM radio. Um, but I literally don't know if we should play it or not because I because there's no voiceover or anything. Mm-hmm. It's all it'll have to be us describing what okay. we're seeing. And maybe I assume that you have higher T or Twee than I do today. And maybe <laughs> you can like watch it cold and describe what you're seeing it. because I literally don't know. And it's not. It's a concept that is not like especially unique. Well, now I got it. We got it. It's telling a story, but like yeah. I literally, it just made me cry. And I kept saying, "You can't do this during the show." And then I'm like, "No, if we're gonna play this, I'm gonna cry on the show." So okay. I don't know what we're gonna do about that. Um, also, we will, of course, as always, check in with the ad council. I believe a listener. I love this voicemail that a listener left us, and they have. Um, They've taken exception to a, a tagline for a major airline. I actually, I think I can maybe defend it. Okay. But I'm not sure. Really looking forward to hearing what, uh, where you come down on that, Genevieve. But right. uh, first, though, let's get, let's get tweet. Sometimes you make me wonder if I was not to see you for a week or two, would you still be true? This music isn't really thematic lyrically. It just sounded twee to it me. Twee, yeah. yeah, I listened to a lot of twee music. It's hard to find twee music from the eighties, yeah. by the way. Really yeah, it wasn't really the vibe. Mid nineties. Um, okay, again, these commercials. Keep this and keep this definition in the back of your mind, everybody. Excessively or affectedly quaint, pretty, or sentimental. Now, the commercial campaign that I saw a couple of times over the weekend, Genevieve. I was watching some programming I don't usually watch, which is I was watching like kind of a several hours of a steady stream of cable news. Not something I watch a lot of because we've cut the cable, but I found a MSNBC Did you accidentally get a lobotomy or something? What happened? War broke out. Oh, right. And it seemed important for me to (laughs) know what was going on in the Middle East. So I I watched several hours on Sunday of MSNBC. And so I never get to see that stuff anymore. So it opened up a whole world of commercials to me, right? And one of them was this campaign for Litter Robot, which uh, it was in heavy rotation. And I got to say, for a product called Litter Robot, which which involves, well, poop, cat poop, and something that is like kind of high tech, right. you know. It's the one that spins it like a uh, yeah. like a cylinder, right? Yeah, exactly. Like a drum, basically. Yeah. Your cat goes in there, poos, and then the drum sort of spins it around, and then the poo goes down into a trap beneath. And you still have to empty the trap, sure. of course. Um, it doesn't just like go into a void somewhere. That would be amazing. Get at me when you can do that, little robot. Um, but for the for the product being sold, I was surprised by the. Um, the style of the commercial it just seemed very twee to me twee to you we'll see (laughs) um and it's mostly kids it's just like again i don't know how they ended up with this commercial to sell a cat poop device but i don't dislike it uh but it takes place at a kid's birthday party we see these kids playing (laughs) outside i feel like this is just one Bad idea away from being litter critters. Remember that? No. It was an SNL parody um, where you would get litter, like poop, litter covered poop out of your cat's litter box and like what, like press it into molds and it was like a kid's toy. Ew. And I think it was sort of like making fun of the, the gack and all the types of toys that were like popular back then. This was in the 90s. Um, the kinds of toys that were like. Uh, like slime-based toys? Slime-based like toys. alien I have that right, have like you know, slimy guts or whatever. Things like that, like alien autopsy or whatever. I don't know if that was a real thing. But like it was sort of like what if what if we used like 
litter covered poop like it was play-doh that sounds disgusting yeah um i'm really confused as to why they decided the best way to sell this you know cat litter device is to have it take place at a children's birthday party and have the kids talking about it but i find it to be pretty effective um but the question is is it affected um and so we see a brief shot of them outside they're playing there's like a um pinata but like a a, a very square very neat pinata you know all the shots are very like straight lines yes. you know uh and then the kids all run inside for some reason they establish the outside party for a reason i don't even know then they all run inside and they start talking about the litter robot that is in the corner of the living room and clearly one of the kids lives there and explains to her friends how it works oh, why is your cat in that thing that's litter robot it eats my cat's poop <laughs> How does it do that? After my cat uses it, it spins around until the clumps fall in its mouth. But where did the poop go? <laughs> it has a shore where you can look into its belly. I want to see. So it's a little bit hard to tell what the kids are saying, but she said that the thing rolls around and she she keeps on referring to it as eating the cat's poop. And so she says it, it rolls around and the poop goes into its mouth or its belly, I think yeah. she says. And then it goes into a tray that you can empty. And they say, okay, can we see what it looks like? Now they're going to pull out the tray and you're just going to see a bunch of clumps. Boys. Hey, Billy, that looks like your house. Now, Billy, who's a chubby kid with glasses, kind Why of nerdy. always got to make the chubby kid be the butt of the joke? Well, I don't know if he's, the, I guess I he's like kind of the Chet butt Morton of the joke. Chet Morton shit. <laughs> it is a little Chet Morton-y. And I think we need to stop here and talk about why I describe this as twee. And I'd like to know if you think the style is, is well described in that way. The kids are wearing s sort of timeless, but also sort of retro clothing. The color palette is very like... Um, Brady Bunch. Uh, it's beautifully shot. I, I mean, there's definitely like, you know, some Wes Anderson DNA in this mm -hmm. in terms of the color palette, the, the, the like, you know, shot composition, mm -hmm. the, the, uh, the, the, just the way the children are kind of dressed and interacting with each other is a little bit like, there's like a, you know how kids in Wes Anderson movies are always like a little bit adulty somehow yeah like right there's i think i'm getting that vibe here too especially the way they interact or what have you um so this little girl shows like just the tray with nothing but the poop in it and then that's when the one kid says to the other kid hey that's like at your house now that kid is like going to go into a little fantasy mode here you'll see the wavy lines that means he's remembering what it's right. like a at harp home. will play right and we'll see him at his home with the same exact color palette he's wearing a slightly he's wearing like a flannel shirt but it's still in the same kind of somewhat like fall colors that also sort of pop in a, in a muted way if that's even possible which i don't think it is um and he's like straight he's looking he's looking kind of miserable scraping his own litter box cleaning it out with like you know the scoop how looks like your house listen to that music mom we need a litter robot Mom, we need a cat! <laughs> the best birthday party I've ever been to. Right into the belly. It really does eat your cat's poop. Never scoop again at LittleRobot.com. Oh, and she's holding a little kitten at she's, the end. And she's a little wearing, black kitten. And she's super cute with this little, like, this little dress, this little kind of brown, like you said, like kind of fall-colored uh, dress. Um, Twee? 
or not to thee. So twee. So yeah, twee, super right? Yeah, super twee. Yeah, that's very twee. I know I've said this a million times leading up not to it. Not in a but bad like, way. Just such an int- You just wouldn't expect that style for this product. I know, it's, it's a very interesting choice. Now, let me ask you this before we go any further, because I like this commercial, but is twee a pejorative term? I don't think so. I think I mean, in general I think it's it is. sort of... I think you generally... I think generally creators aren't going for twee. I disagree. I, you know what I think it is, Veeves? I think it's like the word hipster, or like the word hipster was in the early 2000s. A bunch of hipsters didn't want to be called hipsters because they didn't want to, they're like, I'm not a hipster because nobody wants to be labeled. But obviously they're, like I was on, when I was looking for music today, there's all kinds of like twee pop playlists that, you know, proudly call themselves twee pop, you know? Like I think- that's true. I think that twee is a descriptor that I guess nobody's going to say like, what is your style? Oh, I'm twee. Nobody's going (laughs) to say that. Right. But you know it when you see it, right? You do, and you don't necessarily dislike it. No, I think think what you dislike is when it becomes very derivative. Right. And when you just see a whole bunch of stuff that is basically like, oh, we're trying to be Wes Anderson. And there's going to be a lot more of that. Like, this has a touch of that just in sort of the set design and maybe still camera motions. For a litter robot, I would picture it almost to be like a... um, you know, a late night paid advertisement with like shitty commercials of like a big red X going over somebody who's scooping their litter right. box. And the, instead, it, this with is the, like, like the washed out colors, yeah. from the, like, you know, the the black and white, the <laughs> worst case scenario. Yeah, exactly. you would think it would be that kind of thing. Now, they, I like that these kinds of, for lack of a better word, um, like infomercial types of products are doing something more interesting mm-hmm. and creative. Yeah. And, and, and expensive. Too honestly, but it really did catch my eye. I think it's a good campaign. I do too. I like it. Um, and I think there are others with these same. I can't tell if we just played the long version and they've cut this up into other shorter versions, or if they have these kids as recurring characters. But it is a campaign, and I uh, I would definitely like to see these kids or kids like this interact some more. Um, so let's just talk about the Anderson in the room. Yes. <laughs> and let's go right to the source here. I am pretty sure that you and I have already talked about this ad, and so we'll kind of zip through it because the thing is there are no words to this at all. It's a full minute long. The listeners are just going to hear music, but it is the most stylized ad you can possibly imagine. This is an actual commercial that was directed by the actual Wes Anderson and the actual Roman Coppola. Um I don't I'm trying to remember. Is he the what's Roman to Francis Ford? I don't know the relationship, but it's got to be. He's like a he, I think Obviously it is, but I don't know. He's a director who makes music videos, I believe. I don't know if he's no, made any No, I know that films. Roman Coppola is part of that whole you, clan. So you know the name better than I do. I know the I name, do. but I just don't know if he is he like a grandson, uh what, you know. I have, I have yeah, I really don't know. Um but it's a commercial for Stella Artois, the beer. What kind of where is beer? Is it a, a, a Dutch? Not Dutch. oh, uh, I think it's. Uh, is it Italian? I don't think so. I don't think so. Artois sounds French, but I don't know what kind. I don't know where Stella's from. That's embarrassing. I feel like I should know. I think that's a big part. Of, oh, Belgium. Oh, well, it's that makes Belgium sense. Beer. It's a French okay, yeah. word then. Um. So anyway, this is a commercial. I don't even know how to describe it. I, I think you've seen this before, but we see a young, very hipster, very Wes Anderson-y looking couple come up into what I guess is this fella's like loft or apartment and he's wearing like I think he's wearing like a hipster motorcycle helmet that looks like it's from the 60s like they just came in from an adventure he's got like this built in hi-fi record player that looks like it's directly from like
like 1965. It's a lot of great cabinetry. In this Amazing cabinetry. Space. Inclu- and then um, Roman is Francis Ford's son by the way oh son interesting yeah. it could have been i was thinking grandson as well yeah. because um uh why am i blanking on the other his sophia. daughter sophia and she's got a new movie coming out we just saw a trailer for it yes she does what is it it's um oh something that we were kind of interested in um but the, with, oh it's oh it's a biopic yeah, it of is. somebody of priscilla presley maybe priscilla presley exactly so i guess her brother's also a director so we see this couple they come into this um very um kind of luxurious but um restrained apartment that is very mod that's the word i'm looking for just mod all over the place the guy comes in you assume that he says something to the to the woman like i'm going to go you know p- you know change out of these road clothes and put on something more appropriate and then she finds this big box Box on the table with a million switches on it and again it's very Wes Anderson-y and she just starts switching all these things and then somehow she's activating all of these mechanisms around the apartment and the couch flips around and she gets stuck in the cushions of the couch do you remember any of this I swear we talked about this commercial before I don't remember this it doesn't look even familiar and th- to me and then he comes out I think some robot arm pours a beer for her but then she gets sucked into the <laughs> mechanism of the couch and when he finally emerges again wearing more like um, classy leisure wear um, he can't see her he just hears her muffled screams from the couch and uh, he just sees the beer waiting for him and now the beer is his date I think that's the <laughs> I think that's the plot of this why don't you watch it okay. and, and you tell me they're almost like kind of dance walking into his loft i love orange but even for me this is a lot of orange a lot of orange we hear them talking but you can't really hear what they're saying he flips one of the switches to expose some like built-in aquariums i mean it's just like design yeah it's it's right out of design. a you know a 60s mod like sort of super spy movie all right so she's flipped she's She's messing. She's fucking around with the switches. She's and about finding to. Out. She's about to find out. She turns on some TV. She turns on some flames. Some lights come down from the ceiling. Every, all the, then here comes the Stella, and it pours itself. Does the little thing with then the knife. Then she gets sucked into the couch, and like a different, it like all folds into like a different living room set. Here he comes in a suit. That's his leisure wear. She's like muffled, muffled cries for help, but he just says "mana more." As he sees the beer waiting the beer. for him, yeah, yeah, you know. Does that not ring a bell to you? You didn't play that on the show one time before. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'll be proved wrong. I just don't remember it. Uh, okay, my brain, I guess. It might have been something that you and I watched getting... in show prep, and we didn't include because maybe I mean, it is very, very difficult to explain, as the listeners will. It is, I'm sure. As, as you're as you're listening to this, you're going. What the hell? That's but a lady thing. and a man come in. They She messes around with his crazy modern technology apartment. It sucks her into the couch. And he's like, eh, because he's got a beer. Mm-hmm. End of end of story. You know, I got to tell you, that did not strike me as twee. Really? That little record even though player it's by, and everything? Even though it's by Wes Anderson. And stylistically, it is very Wes Anderson. But I would just say... We talked about the overlap in the Venn diagram between Twee and Wes Anderson, and I think they are, there is a lot of overlap, but I actually think this is something that exists in the part that's not Twee. You wouldn't say that that is excessively quaint. I guess the sort of the the retro technology is what you're talking about. I and think the what, affectation. I think what saves it from for me from being Twee is that 
there's a darkness to it like a there's a dark humor to it mm. like she gets i mean she's not m- murdered like we know she's alive at the end of it but like maybe it's because of that time i was stuck in a murphy bed <laughs> that i just have like a specific You're like that's not twee that's I have a trauma specific that's trauma that's trauma <laughs> I should have made the game Twee or Twama. Twee or Twama. <laughs> uh, but I can only tell you what I, I really think. I that can m- only tell you what I know. Can I be honest with you, Viv? Please. Maybe we should just stop doing this show because me trying to describe these commercials that have very little voiceover in them is torture on the listeners. And you I and I just okay. you and I just trying to make each other laugh is way better. I'm just so embarrassed about my setup for both of those commercials so far. The only way out is through at this all point. Right, I gotta um, go pick up a card table that I bought on Craigslist. All right, let's keep going here. Okay, um, here is a Hotels.com commercial. Um, in fact, I'll play a couple of them for you. the 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 campaign is called "Find Your Perfect Somewhere," and I think they do a really good job throughout the campaign. They'll pick a location, and then they'll really emphasize what it's like to go visit that location Mm -hmm. but in a very stylized way and I thought this one was the most twee of them I think you'll recognize assuming I'm right about whose voice it is I think you'll recognize their voice seems like and I didn't look this up but it seems like they got various famous people to voice over the various uh, commercials this one is in Italy and we see the outside of a fancy hotel Uh, can you tell what kind of car that is it's a very European 60s style very compact cute little car if it's not an original Mini Cooper it's like that like picture Mm -hmm. like it's a little red teeny tiny little um little little squat car and yeah. i don't know if that's i don't know enough about italian uh cars which it probably is maybe it's a fiat actually maybe it's a fiat, that would make more sense than a mini cooper which is a british make and definitely like there's something about there's like a retro feel i feel like the, a lot of this twee stuff unless i'm wrong about it harkens back to a retro feel in some way and again you think of wes anderson you think of the the cute little boxy record players that the kids play their records on in yeah. moonrise kingdom or what i think it you. is a, a vintage fiat by okay the way. gotcha so this Look one at me getting it right this one might, oh, i'm not surprised by that you know you know cars pretty well um anyway this one may not be twee i definitely think you'll pick up on some wes anderson-y sort of vibes but again those are not the same exact thing so this one maybe we throw on the uh, the dust pile of not twee for me but take a listen to this ciao it means hello and goodbye maybe this is because in italy we live in the moment i'm a hotel in rome and I'm looking for lovers of architecture, rich textiles, and decadent flavors. I'll pause there. That's something in this campaign that they do is they make the the voiceover the first person of the hotel. Yeah. I am a hotel yeah. here. No, I'll play and do you want one. me to tell you who the voiceover is? Because it's obvious yeah. who it is. It's Isabella Russell. That's what I assumed. Yeah. That's what I assumed. Um, and we just see some very stylish European people. And again, I can't tell if I'm just confusing retro Euro style and drinking tea with being twee, but that's the vibe I'm picking up on. If you want, you could be sipping espresso by tomorrow morning and napping on luxurious sheets after lunch, filled with art and good company. This is a wonderful way, I think, to spend the weekend. Don't you? I'll be waiting at hotels.com. Find your... What did it say? What's the campaign I just set up before? Find your perfect somewhere. I mean, it has it that has enormous appeal to me, but like look at these bicycles. Look mm-hmm. at that Fiat. Look yeah. at the 
every little like even the guy's pants sitting on the little outdoor like look at mm-hmm. these striped look pants. at these striped pants this is twee af it's twee for thee it's twee for thee okay good i got it i got another one <laughs> now this next one is in the same campaign uh i don't i'm not claiming this one is twee at all uh this one is but it's from the same campaign and it's palm springs now and it's again going to be like a first person narration from your palm springs location yeah I was just curious if you can recognize this voice. Again, I didn't look it up, but I think it's pretty obvious who it is, but I'm, I'm interested in seeing if you can pick it up. Hey, what are you doing right now? You up for something impetuous? Oh, I do think I'm I know. I'm at Palm yeah. Springs Hotel. I got the desert air. Let me ask you this. Sun-kissed pools. Would I take a bath with this person? That's exactly right. <laughs> That's why I wanted to play it for you is because uh, that is one Edward... R. Norton. I don't, I think, don't think that's his middle name. <laughs> I know. Um, but that is one Edward Norton, who you once said, what was it? Well, they, like, there's a scene in a movie called 25th Hour oh, where that's he does why take a bath up. with uh, his very sexy girlfriend who's played by somebody sexy. I can't think of her name. And that must have come out like right before we were dating or around the time we were it dating. It was real right? turn of the century, this, yeah. this current century movie. Uh, yeah, it was like you know early 2000s, early aughts. And he's just like... He's still really hot and like can still definitely get it, but like at his peak, like he just was like so hot. And you told me, you put me on Front Street when we were first dating, just saying that <laughs> yes. like if I ever have a chance to take a yeah, bath with I Edward like, Norton, I'm taking. Yeah, I like immediately like established some hall passes when right. we started dating, exactly. and I would encourage everyone who's starting a new relationship to do the same. It's like when you start a new job, you want to let them know that you have some vacation that mm-hmm. you can't. Uh, miss coming up and whether you've earned your vacation time or not you're going to be needing to take that time off right in fact I did not get any hall passes myself but I did get an extra week of vacation time yeah. which I'm using to go to Cleveland <laughs> so it's hard it's difficult we to all feel, negotiate our deals it's difficult to feel like I've I got can't help that you're not as win- good a negotiator as me side of that negotiation but here we are um Okay, I wanted to use this show as an excuse, Genevieve, to play for you or maybe play for our audience a commercial that you really wanted to include in an episode of After These Messages. You kept having it like on the show sheet. <laughs> yeah, and I couldn't but we find couldn't a figure reason. Out yeah. a reason to put it in. But I think this is a great place and to I'm put it. And I'm thinking this is kind yeah, of twee, super, right? Super okay, good so place you to see what it. I'm going to play here, and you know this commercial well. Can you describe it? Because again, oh, can I describe it? There's no, um, there's no voiceover. No voiceover, I yeah. I think that's honestly like. Maybe one thing that we've discovered about Tweedum is that it is mm-hmm. um, it's silent. <laughs> Not always, of mm-hmm. course. The kids with the litter box was very talky. Yeah, but, right. But it's a lot of like it's a lot of visual language, right? Yeah, is it's, it's dainty. It's dainty. That wasn't in the definition, but I think there's a daintiness. There, that goes there, along speaking with of, it. this is a very dainty commercial. So we open on uh, two young men, um, and they are kind of standing we're, we're seeing them face us and they're moving towards us we can't tell how they're moving towards us but they seem to be on some kind of you know rolling conveyance um and they are attractive they're very attractive but they're very young these mm-hmm. pro- these men are probably in their like early 20s at the latest right mm-hmm. um and they're clearly having a romantic day they're out in the countryside they're rolling along a road but again we're only seeing them from like the sort of chest up so we're just seeing them t- come towards us and then as the the commercial uh, kind of continues, the, the camera, I think, pulls back. I'm, I'm 
Mm-hmm. I haven't seen it today, so I'm not. I'm just the camera of... sort of follows them for a while, and the one fella is very close behind the other guy. They're just. It's very romantic mm-hmm. and, and they're like just sort of sweet, gliding. and they're gliding towards the camera. I think it's probably less countryside and probably more like. Um, like uh, Central Park. Oh, maybe Central Park. It's it's green anyway. Yeah. Um, but then the camera pulls back, and we see that they are on a scooter or a yeah, bike. They're on, on a, a sco- one of those like kind of like you can rent them a around little, cities. Right, e-scooter. Like, That's yeah. how I got home today. By and the way, and so they've been riding together, and then and um, it's so ro- there's something so like romantic they're just enjoying their time and at one point the one guy the guy in front he, he reaches out his arms he king of the world he king of the world yeah. exactly the titanic style and they're both just enjoying each other's company and the closeness the intimacy of riding the scooter together and it's a commercial for e-harmony and then at the very end it just says get who gets you yeah. which is a great tagline. i love that i love what e-harmony is doing uh, we've talked about what some other ads. what a turnaround the, from the utter Bottom of the barrel, unwatchable, so gross. With that, that's because that's the one that had the old the old man old talking, man talking to, to his, his granddaughter. granddaughter. Like, and that wasn't it? Didn't it have a Christian bent where it they did? They were yeah. pretty homophobic. They and wouldn't now they're leaning do, into this. Yeah, they wouldn't do ads for uh, say, or they wouldn't do rather uh, matches for same sex couples mm-hmm. for years and years. And it was very much like like the crypto Christian uh, matchmaking service. It wasn't overtly. It wasn't like. One of the overt Christian ones, but like it was, it had a lot of DNA of like focus on the family and all that garbage. Um, and now they've really come around, and I don't know what has changed at the corporate level, but I'm I'm here I'm for it. The marketplace. Yeah, I mean, there you go. You know, there's once in a while, prop- capitalism yeah. accidentally does something good. Exactly. So let's take a listen to this. Although there's uh, just music. They're gliding oh, it's, along. It's so romantic and sweet. And they're like, just like nuzzling a little bit, but not in a like, it's not overtly horny. No, it's just, I mean, it's very intimate. Yeah. And their faces are touching. Um, and it feels very new. It feels very much like new romance. So, so yeah, it's a young new romance. In, and also new in this, also in like the cultural context, yeah. right? And then at the end, you see that they're, yeah. yeah. Again, I know, I see what you mean. It's like, like they're park. on a bike path in a park somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Very so cute. Oh, but very but cute. very twee. Very, you do agree that that's twee. Okay, I do, I'm and maybe that's a little bit of like latent, uh, I don't want to say, obviously not homophobia, but I, you know, maybe, maybe there's a little bit of like stereotyping happening mm-hmm. when I say that. Like, would I feel that way if it was a man and a woman in the exact same uh, or two women in the exact same uh, like scenario, but that it's two young gay men. Like I, I guess I, you know, I, I can only experience it as I experience. I mean, it. I could say, wait. Are you saying that the fact that they're gay adds a tweeness? Because yeah. I could certainly see this being a um, different sex couple or, or a straight couple. It could certainly be that, but would it be as twee? I, depending on how the people are styled, certainly. Yeah. Throw a poodle skirt on one of them. Anyway, um, so I guess you know you. I think that's also it's the way they're styled, right? right? You like make one of those guys like a bear, less twee, right? Again, poodle skirts, or to go back to this, poodle skirts would not be twee. I didn't mean that. I don't know why I said poodle skirt. I re- <laughs> can we strike it from the record? Stricken, okay. so stricken. Nobody is allowed to ever refer to that again. <laughs> when you go back to the jury room and decide whether I'm twee or not to thee. <laughs> You cannot consider that as evidence. Yes. Um, Kroger, you familiar with the brand, grocery store? Pretty familiar. Grew up with it. They own not only Kroger brand grocery store, but 
all QFC, Fred which Meyer. is a big one around here. Fred Meyer. Um, I thought Ralph's, but I guess not Ralph's. Um, anyway, all these grocery stores are buying each other up. It's going to be one big grocery. And I'll, I'm sure that'll be good also for the people that work there and for us, the consumers, when one old white man owns all of the grocery stores. But I think you mean one old hedge fund. One old, one old white hedge fund. Yeah. Anyway. Um, they have a commercial campaign for both the Kroger brand and I want to say the, um, maybe the Fred Meyer brand yeah. as well, where they have these little cartoons. And the, the little roundy people. The little roundy people. We talked about them before. We, we have talked about them on the show. I lo- yes. You like them too? We love the roundy people. I love them so much. It started- Although I, I was very confused about one of the roundy people for the longest time. I thought it was a lady and it was a uh, a man with long hair. Oh, okay. Um, well, they're, they're animated and they almost remind me, even though they don't look like this, they remind me of the little Fisher yes, Price me too. toys they that have don't the, have arms or they, whatever. They were just, just pegs, but mm-hmm. with... Uh, a spherical little head. I had yeah. them too. I oh, I had them. a bunch of them. I had the yeah. dog. They I definitely had, remind I had, me of that. I had the old woman with the white hair. Yeah, they feel um, toy-like. I want to say, yeah, these these feel like toys. It's an animation, but all the people, and it started with them just like shopping in a grocery store, and we'd see various people from various walks of life grocery mm-hmm. shopping, and I liked that. Um, but now they've taken a lot of these storylines out of the grocery store. Yeah. This one, there was a big one during the pandemic that was all about how you could get your groceries delivered. Oh yeah, right, and loading in and out of trunks. I yeah. think I can remember seeing that. Um, um, here is one where we have some of these toy people, as I will call them, uh, out in an orange orchard, um, and they're talking about the you know fresh citrus offered by Kroger. Kroger, we believe fresh is all about standards. That's why we do up to a 27-point inspection on our produce. Like for oranges, we check for color and scarring and more, keeping only the best of the best on our shelves. So we see this... Um, this uh, cartoon is depicted as a woman who's like got a little clipboard and she's got little color swatches and she's uh, inspecting the oranges using like a little magnifying glass on her eye to make sure that the and orange a caliper and a caliper and all these little like kind of tools uh, to make sure that these oranges are up to snuff to be sold at the grocery store while a farmer watches on. Now we're seeing somebody juice the oranges. Because when it comes to fresh for everyone, we believe the juice is worth the squeeze. Kroger, fresh for everyone. We see a mom in her kitchen, like making fresh squeezed orange juice for herself. Then her kid runs in and downs it in front of her and then yeah. gulps it down and then uh, runs out the door. And the mom uh, rolls her eyes. Twee or not to thee? I think that campaign is twee. I think the campaign is twee. The thing is, they don't go the in for the twee is. music. I, yeah. That was one thing I noticed for all of these. It's not plinky. No, there's another one where they're all dancing to another, like, I don't know, disco or funky song in yeah, the grocery it, store. It le- so. The music leans more into, like, sort of 70s and mm-hmm. 80s, like, pop music. And, yeah, I think that maybe saves it a little bit from from twee- tweeness. But I think that stylistically and also just the narratives uh, are are cute and sentimental in a way, you know? Okay, so. This is the one that you can't handle. Do you remember the definition of twee? <laughs> um, excessively or affectedly dainty. Quaint. Quaint, sentimental. Or pretty. Or pretty. This one, emphasis on the sentimental. Mm-hmm. This is called the magic cookbook. And okay. I'm trying to think of the best way to do this. Maybe I, I can probably just tell you the storyline in through, advance. Then, then I'll wa- and then, then we'll, we'll watch, watch it. it. Yeah. And then... Because um, I don't want to... It's not that I don't think I can handle it because I'm extremely tough yeah. and mentally tough. You have high twee. I have high twee. 
Um, and I feel like I probably can keep it together, but I don't, it's like, I just don't know if I'll be able to narrate it effectively. So we see a, and again, this is still these like kind of cartoon toy figures, only this one is illustrated or animated more elaborately with a lot more like kind of, sh instead of being in a bright grocery store or in a bright it looks orange less grove. Um, yeah, there's a lot of shadow and light here. And it seems to be either early morning or, or potentially even... Um, Night. I'm not sure. The, the the house is sort of darkened. We see the interior of a nice suburban home. Again, all animated. Um, and then we see like kind of an older gentleman, kind of an older white guy, uh, probably in his, you know, 60s or 70s. And he's got a little bit of a, um, a five o'clock shadow, but he's also got a mustache and sort of um, these round kind of professorial glasses. And he's getting himself a cup of coffee in a somewhat darkened kitchen. All of these details I'm giving you, I think there's a reason why I'm describing kind of the lighting and his age and everything. Okay. Because he's got, there's a bit of a sense of eh, loneliness about him here in the middle his, of the night as he pour, pours himself a You mentioned the five o'clock shadow. It's prominent, yep. right? And yep. he's, he's somebody who is unshaven, not just somebody who has facial hair. And we're going to start to understand kind of why, um, why this vibe exists in this commercial because as he's pouring himself a cup of coffee in this darkened kitchen, he sees a cookbook, like a, you know, much um, ear, uh, what do you call it? Dog-eared cookbook. Yeah, you know, with like, clearly like somebody's homemade cookbook. Yeah, They're, with like, recipes. And on the cover, you see a little couple standing next to each other and it says Isabel's Recipes. And you can tell it's stuffed full of like recipes. It's a well-loved cookbook. And he's looking at it and he sees some recipe. And I can't remember what, oh, here it is for uh, cranberry brie bites. I would take it without the brie for me. Thank you. And we see it's sort of handwritten. And again, there's some more uh, photographs kind of stuck in yeah. it. It's clearly his, him and his wife. Who, yes. And I think we can probably guess he's a widower. He's a widower. And we see that there's a little like photo the beginning of, of Up. Is it? Kind of. Well, and people cried at that too, people, right? People like get very weepy about I used Up. I used a bit of music that I found that was a free to use bit of music on YouTube. And I didn't realize it, but it was somebody's like kind of actually kind of twee interpretation of a song from up and i didn't know that because i've never seen up but it was just like perfect commercial bed music for some commercials i was producing for the other podcast and then i used it a couple of times and people were like why are you using that music why are you trying to make me cry during yeah. a mattress people commercial get very people are like this is it. from up what are you doing and i was like i had no idea i totally to me it was just like this plucky pluck, 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 simple music that yeah. luke and i could sell mattresses over and then people were like i'm crying and you need to stop using that music yeah up really broke the mold for that for like a pixar style uh animation where it was it really pulled no emotional punches it didn't soft pedal anything so i honestly am i'm even describing this now i need to stop looking at it so I'm, i'll say this very very quickly so i don't start crying he looks at the recipe and for these brie bites or whatever he goes to the grocery store and he buys a bunch of ingredients and he's, he makes them for himself he takes a bite and then he immediately, like, again, kind of wavy picture. He goes back in time in his mind, and he, he pictures himself as, like, probably a 12-year-old kid. And we see his wife as a 12-year-old, and, like, they they both go to take the last little brie bite, mm -hmm. but they cut it in half to fall in love. Oh, you're really getting to it. It's really getting it's to so you. You're just effective. describing it. It's so effective. And then we see him go to another page on another day and make another recipe. And then he has a flashback and they're teenagers. And oh, so let beautiful. me just see this thing. So it's all these flashbacks yeah. to these, these recipes that have evoked certain memories of him and his wife. Give up forever you're in charge now, to me. touch you. 
They really go to some length to show you that he's how aged he is, right? He's he's link he's sort of limping a little bit as he goes down the stairs. And he brings home these Kroger groceries and makes the brie bite. And remembers what it was like to meet her. And all I can breathe is your life. And sooner or later it's over. Now he's making a pie that they uh, that they made together as they that she made for him when they were dating and are standing under the mistletoe. And you know, through all these memories of them having children and their children graduating, and here comes his family, uh, the, his children and grandchildren, and they enjoy a turkey together. And he shows the. He shows the thing to right. his family. It's hard. This commercial this is commercial's like, too much, honestly. This commercial, so basically now it's like... It's like too like, much emotion. It's too much. I'm so glad that that got to YouTube because... I am over here like really <laughs> struggling because we see like now... Like you got the impression his wife died recently. Recently enough that he's he's able to have these like... He's he's still really overcome by the memories. Yeah. Yeah, and then like his, we see his son comes over with clearly the grandchildren. I think it's probably the daughter who's his his daughter. Oh, okay, with her husband and their kids. His his wife uh, was black, Mm -hmm. and his white guy daughter and children are biracial, and his and she's married to a white guy. So. um, And so they all come over for like Thanksgiving. It's a holiday commercial, and they're celebrating it with him. Yeah. It's uh, it's too yeah, much. It's too much. Honestly, Kroger, it's too much. <laughs> but I, I you actually... can dial it down just a little bit, Kroger. Um, so twee or just low twee? <laughs> I think just low twee. <laughs> you don't think that's twee? I think that's really twee. Maybe, maybe not. I, I, I mean, it is sentimental. Is it's it's extreme. It's so it's, sentimental. I, had, I hesitate to say it because I feel like we're saying it's saccharine, and I don't think that it is. It's like. It surprises you. Like I was watching it thinking like, yeah, you know, it's it's a sweet story. And then yeah, something just keeps going. And it just keeps going. And something about like they really load you up with this guy's life story. And then when his granddaughter asks to be shown her grandmother's uh, recipe book that says share with family, you know, it really gets you right in the feels. <laughs> it gets you right in the feels. Okay. I'm going to um, I'm gonna skip one for now and go to this next one on the show sheet, which is not really important to the listeners, but uh, just to communicate to you what I'm doing here, <laughs> I'm going to try to uh, pull the nose up on this tear train here um, and play for you a British McDonald's commercial. Did you know that they had McDonald's in places outside of Washington? <laughs> I did know that, Out yes. outside of Washington State. Even outside of America. Yeah. Um, so this is uh, for 100% British potatoes being used used in McDonald's french fries. What I think is interesting about this, to put the twee stuff aside for a second, is it's very strange how they're setting this up, how McDonald's is setting this up as you hear these rumors about what goes into McDonald's fries, but we're going to set the record straight on this. But most of the commercial is people repeating things like... (laughs) You hear one woman say, well, you can't, you know, you can't eat McDonald's fries if you're a vegetarian, right, which is something that a, I've heard before, sure, right? Sure, because it's like, is it cooked in beef lard or Right, whatever. exactly. And so it begins with, you see a guy sitting on a bench, like outside of his workplace, I think is sort of implied. And also you see a McDonald's in the background. Um, but it's just very, very stylized, very Wes anderson straight lines. Again, this one might just be Wes Anderson and not Twee yeah. at all. I think it this It does one remind is- me of a Instagram post that I read recently, which was, 
I don't like that part of uh, that. I think it's Christina Aguilera's song. You are beautiful no matter what they say. Because I'm like, wait, what have they been saying? Yeah, right. Exactly. This is one where they almost go after the rumors a little bit too hard. Um, Like, are there that many rumors? So you see this guy and he's sitting on a bench outside of a McDonald's. You just get the impression that it's kind of like you don't see like an office building, but you sort of get the impression that like, you know, he's on some gray concrete. He looks Mm -hmm. like he's got sort of a mid-level job at a British Dunder Mifflin style. I almost said a British Dunder Mifflin. Isn't that what it's called? Is it called something different in the British version of the office? I think it is. I think it's called um, oh god! Boy, they should it. make a British version they're in, of the office. They're in Slough. I know that's they're not in. Um, they're in a town called Slough, but I can't think of what uh, the name is. Anyway, so you see this guy, and he's enjoying his uh, McDonald's fries, probably on a lunch break. That's implied, and then um, he goes into a little flight of fancy. You hear the narrator say, "You know, Wernham the- Hog." What is it? Wernham Hog. God, that doesn't even ring a bell to me. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Uh, and he starts thinking, hey, I wonder where these French fries come from. And then he has this little flight of fancy where he imagines some, like, old inspector guy um, creating these uh, French fries, maybe in a lab or a special kitchen somewhere. Um, but then he goes back to work, and he's got some co-worker who tells him some rumor about McDonald's fries. Then you see it cuts to he and his girlfriend loading groceries, and she says something about McDonald's fries coming you know, you can't eat them if you're a vegetarian and then you see some woman at a um who's like running a farmer's market type of thing and she's saying that mcdonald's fries aren't even made from potatoes at all so they set up all of these um all of these rumor scenarios and then we meet a farmer who really knows potatoes sometimes steve ponders on the important things in life like what mcdonald's fries are made from jeff from account says they're not even made from potato. His girlfriend Gemma says... Everyone knows you can't eat them if you're vegetarian. And Jeanette says... They're grown artificially, in a secret factory somewhere. But Terry is a farmer, and he knows his russet Burbank from his Pentland Dell. And he knows that all McDonald's fries are made from real, whole British spuds. No weird stuff, no secret factories. So don't listen to Jeff, Gemma and Jeanette. Take it from Terry. Yeah, says, that is big time tweet. Big time tweet, definitely big. And overcorrecting on. Yeah, that's something. what I mean. Like, I, I think a company runs a risk. And when clearly, they, they don't mean all McDonald's everywhere. They mean all McDonald's in Great Britain, right? Because of I course. really don't think they're using British potatoes to no. make our French fries. No, this here. is a, definitely a British ad um, saying that the you know they're essentially locally sourced and to a degree. Well, it feels like an overcorrection to me in so many ways. The, partly like the rumors that people apparently are believing about, and maybe it is a big issue for them market wise in in uh, the UK but like they're go they're sort of like like in when a McDonald's commercial in America is very focused on um usually these days like some sort of like tactile experience that you have in the restaurant you know dipping a fry into yeah. or like taking that first bite of a big mac you know like and then prior to that, there was a lot of like sort of family. It was like really around like the family experience of shared shared eating or having a yeah. being in the restaurant and having a, a shared experience with the food. So doing it in this way that's like very stylized and arty and totally takes you out of the restaurant almost entirely. I don't think there's any scenes in the restaurant itself um, is like 
it's kind of like a an, an interesting reach for McDonald's to be like, oh, we're a stylish company. Like, you, stylish is the opposite of how I would ever describe McDonald's. And putting the, like, I would say the music, which is like sort of like this plucky music, that would be kind of twee. Yeah. But there's also just stylistic things that are not necessarily twee, but they're just so associated with Wes Anderson that happen in this commercial. When you see the farmer, he holds up one potato, then he sort of robotically holds up the other one. Like, everything is just like, right. oh, like some somewhat almost unnatural movements while right. you stare at the camera and then smile. Smile, but everything is very simple. A lot of open, a lot of a uh, negative space, I right. should say, and then everything like kind of in its in its little place. Yeah, or in but its I would say container. that is twee, and it's an interesting take for McDonald's. It's not something that I think would ever. Well, never say never, but. I've never seen any McDonald's try this kind of marketing here. I don't remember how I found this one, but this is for something called, I don't know how to say this without saying jet fuel. It's not a commercial <laughs> for jet fuel. It's a commercial for a brand of fuel called Jet. Now, I don't know where that is sold, what country. Um, <laughs> Sorry, it just makes me think of like a joke that we make a lot, which is Theragun is not a gun. Yeah, right. Yeah. I used to do ads for Theragun, you know, like the massage instrument. Um, and we were not allowed to refer to it as a gun or the gun in the ad copy, which is just so funny because they called don't name it Theragun, you ding. And you can tell that like they somebody started the company, then they got the yes. the the ad and marketing people involved, and then because they, they started calling it Therabody after uh-huh. a while, like people were like, yeah. we got to separate ourselves from this gun thing. And they're like, by the way, have you heard about guns? Because they're not doing great PR wise. Yeah. <laughs> so um, anyway. Uh, this commercial for Jet is a it's a fuel station of some sort, and there's n- again no words for this one. So enjoy this one, listeners. Um, you're just going to see first just a big kind of blue, beautiful blue screen, and then it's going to kind of pan down a little bit, and you see that you're seeing a close up of four yellow balloons that really pop. They don't. The balloons don't pop, but the color yellow really pops against yeah, this I see blue what you're sky, to right? Express. And then as the camera, although I believe this is animated, so it's not really a camera, but as the perspective continues to pull out, you see that these four balloons are actually riding in a car together, almost like you have, you know, like four people in a car right. in a, in a convertible. And this car, I don't know how to describe it. I'll pause it when we get to that part. Is I believe nothing if not twee. It's a little convertible. It's a little blue vintage-looking convertible. I don't even know. Maybe if it's I can to identify. Be a real since I'm so of, good at car. Although I don't know if this is a real kind of car. To right, go, could could be. So fake. this should just be music, I think. What do you think of that car? Uh, very cute. I think it, you're right that it's like a made-up kind of car. Yeah, it's very but rounded the, edges, but retro-looking. This retro looks like some looking, Instagram uh, photographer that we would definitely follow. Exactly. Like, stylistically, it's I love gorgeous. everything it's around this, the, about the this. The colors are just really to die for. I just want to, like, decorate my house in all these colors. Yeah, and then they do this shot where you're looking at... At first, it takes you a second to realize, oh, these are balloons riding in a car, and then the perspective changes so that you're seeing it, like, kind of through the windshield, and it really is clear. It's like, oh, yeah, these are four balloons on a trip together uh, balloons on a trip together and then right as the balloons start to sort of you see them start to sag a little bit they start to uh ride a little bit lower then they pull into one of these jet stations and they fill up again and then the balloons kind of get their air back Oh, there's 
zigzagging. They're losing their luster. Oh, they're at the they're at the little filling station. The same yellow and blue, sort of very a color aligned with them, and they fill up. Uh, just the balloons, not the car, and keep moving. And then it says keep on moving in a very Wes Anderson block yellow oh, boy. without any border. On, like, that's something Wes Anderson does all the time. The the font yeah. goes on the screen, but there's no – it used to be like sort of a um, – a, like something that you see in a lot of independent films like that like yeah. um, I'm trying to think not Whit Stillman but somebody else has to watch a lot would do that too just like big bold letters on yeah. the screen without any kind of like uh, uh, outline Are you of on Hal them Hartley? yeah Hell Hartley yeah. Um, and that is something that Wes Anderson does a lot now even as his movies get like kind of more and more filled out and twee and, and rich and you can see when people want to evoke that they use the same exact kind he's of he's had text. a huge impact on our cultural really lexicon has. and our style things that you know but I think twee yes okay I'll give it to you music kind of twee simple and yeah it's hard not to apply the t word here but (laughs) the t word I do think that it's I still think I I just love it like I Mm -hmm. think it's wonderful okay two more here and uh this is I mean we've been doing this the whole time but like there's no escaping it now these next two I don't know if they're twee or not but they are we're basically just doing the Wes Anderson show here because these were not directed by Wes Anderson but oh my god they were directed by Wes Anderson this is uh, again from I believe Great Britain for a hotel chain called Premier Inn and this is called Great Aunt Mabel and this is shot like it's one of those Wes Anderson films from um, in, in one of the grand hotels like the Grand Budapest Hotel or something uh-huh. you see I believe or like the one where Ro- Royal lives yes exactly you yeah. see a um, I believe wearing blue suit jackets, a grandfather, and just everything impeccable. You see a, a grandfather and a little boy, both in kind of matching blue suits or complementing blue suits, brushing their teeth together, looking directly at the screen. And then the grandfather says something like, "Did you wrap the gift?" And then the kid's like, "Oh no!" And he goes. I feel he, like that is a scene, like a cut scene from. When you see this, you're just going to be bombs. like, the, the kid goes running, but then it does this Anderson thing where as he runs through different rooms, you get a cross section right. of. Okay. Okay, now we're in so Steve then, Susu. So then he runs directly into a room where he jumps on the bed and starts making or starts wrapping his grandma's gift. There's no other, I think, words in this. But then we see he bumps into his maybe his sister or mom who's blow drying her hair. And then the camera goes down to a floor below where you see other people doing other things in the hotel. It's incredible. I'm going to uh, need your help maybe describing this because a lot of stuff happens very quickly. Not that we have to describe it all, but it is just like watching a little mini Wes Anderson film. And I don't know if it's twee, but it's definitely a ripoff. Oh, that's right. It's even made. Okay, a couple of things. They're not brushing their teeth. They're brushing their hair together, this Mm -hmm. grandfather and the kid. And it's even made like it's the opening of a movie. It says something like a Moon and Stars production. I assume they own the inn. And uh, so it's, it's made like it's opening credits to a film. Have you wrapped the present? The little kid acting like an adult. Yep. Runs across the hall. The the Wes Anderson font and yellow color. Says uh, starring, starring free, free Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. He's wrapping the... And family rooms. Boy, now we're is... in, in his parents' uh, bedroom. They're brushing their teeth and... We're, we're going cross-section across various rooms up and down. Yeah. Now we're downstairs where people are dining together, getting ready for the big anniversary. It looks like it's the 60th anniversary based on the... Or birthday, I should say, based on the balloons. Featuring free breakfast for kids. These two girls wearing matching skirts. 
There's the grandma whose birthday it is. Now we see them outside. And oh, that 60 was actually a nine the whole time. It says Great Aunt Mabel's birthday. And it says 90. And just like a shot of yeah. the entire family all gathered together outside this grand hotel. I honestly think thing. Wes Hampton has a lawsuit. Yeah, I mean, if, if, he, if, if he wanted to. I mean, I don't know. Can you sue over a style? I don't know. But it that sure, music, every single piece of it Every piece of it. absolutely bang on Wes Anderson. I mean, is there any chance he did direct that? I mean, I feel like it would have somehow been made clear from from that. Yeah, but anyway, I'm not sure. It was, but it was great. It was I liked pretty it. Amazing. You know, it, was, it, was, it was good. It, it was great. I just like it was very derivative. Now this next one, same deal, only a sort of a di- slightly different Wes Anderson movie. This was a commercial for Dubai, like a visit Dubai, right? Uh-huh. And it starts. It stars Zac Efron and Jessica Alba. Now, Jessica Alba was in Sin City. True. What is Zac Efron known for? Well, High School Musical is kind of where he got his start. And then he's since done some other things. He's kind of tried to, like, bridge the gap to, you know, more adult-style roles. Well, in this one, this is more of, like, the kind of the action sequence of a Wes Anderson film. You see that um, Zac Efron and Jessica Alba, or the characters they play, show up split-screen in their various hotel rooms. They open up their suitcases. Again, every shot, looking directly down at the suitcase. Everything in its own little place, right? But he's got her suitcase, and she has his. But they also find each other's itineraries. Very Wes Anderson. Hers is handwritten with little doodles, I believe his is typed out or something like that and then they realize we need to track down the other they're both they both start driving riding bikes going on this adventure all around Dubai trying to find each other until I think they eventually crash into each other let's take a take a look at this oh yeah this is so Wes Anderson I mean colorful I mean he's even he's even styled like Jason Schwartzman yeah and she's styled like um Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah, and since there's very little, um, sorry, uh, since there's very little talking in here, I'll let them kind of set this up. I'm going to start it again. This is not my bag. This is not my bag. That is quite the itinerary. Follow the itinerary. Find the bag. Adventure. Says visit Dubai presents itinerary together. Just come in live. They're enjoying cocktails at the pool, reading each other's itineraries, trying to figure out how to track each other down. She's riding a camel. He's riding like a dune buggy. This man has my bag. I have her bag. She has my heart. Love is beautiful. He's riding a dune buggy trying to find her. She's even got a, she's, this is direct parody. This is not just a parody of Wes Anderson's style. It's specifically a, a, riff, a riff on Tenenbaums. Ah, uh, uh, yes. It's specifically a riff on um, uh, Margot Tenenbaum and Richie Tenenbaum. He's styled like Richie, she's styled like Margot. And it is directed by a, um, a director, Craig Gillespie. And again, this is made like it's the opening credits of a movie, so you yeah. see that. And this is directed by Craig Gillespie. Apparently he did um, I, Tanya. Oh, I love that movie. Um, Cruella, which I haven't seen either one of those. But but like a legit director basically just saying, I'm going to make a Wes Anderson movie for you in one minute or less for Dubai. Yeah, it's almost And also, where did Dubai get the money to pay for this production? (laughs) I don't know. It's a mystery. Where Dubai got the money. Um, I... I actually like it more recognizing it now as I do as a specific 
take on two well-known characters. Yeah, they although are, she, there's no, are, it's not a, it's not a, it's not echoing any kind of a plot point from that. No, movie. but they are specifically styled as Margot and Richie Tenenbaum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, they do look like it. Uh, Twee or not to thee? Yeah, or I just Anderson E. It's so Anderson E. It's like hard. To, twee or Anderson E? I think it's Twee though. Uh, yeah, you do think it's Twee? Yeah, twees? I mean it's so over the top. So you think all of these are Twee except for one, and the one that you thought was not Twee was Stella Artois. Stella Artois, which surprises me because which I was felt, actually directed by Wes Anderson and felt like one of the most Twee ones to me, <laughs> especially again maybe. Well, again, a, it was a personal thing. Yeah, no, it was Twama. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind All right, I would like to play a voicemail for you here. I was very delighted by this voicemail or charmed by this voicemail from Maria. Hey, this is Maria in Minnesota. And I had to call and tell you about this um, advertisement that I heard on a podcast. I don't remember which podcast, um, but it was a public radio one. And it was for Delta. And it said, Delta isn't flying to just bring people together, but to show we're not that far apart. And I replayed it several times to make sure I got it down correctly, word for word. But when I heard it, I thought, what the hell does that mean? So anyway, I had to share it because it just reminded me of something I might have heard in a meeting. And everyone would say, ooh, I really like the sound of that. So anyway... What the hell does that mean? Anyway, see ya. I, so at first blush, before I, I I found a commercial with that tagline, I don't know how it was presented in podcast form, whether as a host read or some pre-recorded thing, but I found the TV commercial equivalent that uses that line. I can, now I'm blanking on it. I did not, unlike Maria, I did not write it down, but not just bring us together, but to show us that we were not that, that far, far apart. apart. Even at first blush, I think it's kind of clever. Yeah, I do too. I... I, I... I, I think, think it's kind of good. It makes the we're by flying around, we're making the world yeah. smaller. We weren't that far apart, and I think what they mean here is culturally far yeah, apart. Yeah, bridge, bridging well. cultural gaps. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to play for you the TV version of this commercial. I loved your voicemail, Maria. I'm not trying to start a fight here or any kind of a <laughs> long-standing feud, certainly, but I actually think it does make sense. And hearing this commercial might help it lock in for Maria as well, although you might just not like it. But um, this shows a whole bunch of it shows like kind of babies being born in cultures all across the world. Then you see children celebrating birthdays in cultures all across the yeah. world. And, and there's a kind of a sparse voiceover kind of making this point that like as we try and again specifically tying it to the thing that they're trying to sell which right. is get out of your home get out of your state get out see the world yeah. and you'll see that we're not all that quote unquote far apart. I think too at this particular moment in history I'm very susceptible to a message that is about shared humanity. Yeah. So maybe I'm a little primed for this. When we're born, we're more alike than we are different. Lots of little babies of different cultures. Babies celebrating their first birthdays. We start to believe the more distant we are from each other, the more different we must be from each other. And it's only when we venture out into the world that we realize all the things we share. 
Oh, the little kids in baths. Maybe that's the power of flight. Now we have kids like Delta riding bikes. Flying to over 300 places just to bring us together. But to show we were never that far apart in the first place. So there's your tagline there at the end. I find it I think it's a good tagline. I know I'm still I still very like weepy from the grocery <laughs> store commercial, but it it does touch me a little bit and um, I think that I also think that uh, that's probably Viola Davis as the oh, um, okay. as the voiceover uh, person. And I think I, it's Isab- Isabella Rosas. Oh my God! Great joke, Walsh. You would recognize Viola Davis. You've seen her in a oh, bunch yeah. of things. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But she's it sounds like her, and she's a huge talent, obviously, and um, just has one of those voices that like you believe you know mm-hmm. she's credible mm-hmm. i maybe, love that maybe she didn't maybe she didn't voice the podcast ad maybe that was a big problem <laughs> yeah maybe so anyway yeah i don't know like it worked for me you can sell anything you can sell anything all right we will leave it there for today it's been a sentimental show Andrew. it really was that one i'm i gotta say I am not proud of how weepy I got the second time watching it on this podcast. That's probably the most I could not get through a commercial. There's been a couple of times before, but I feel at least somewhat justified in knowing yeah. that you found it. No, you absolutely as well. are right. It's like, very it's effective. So, oh my god! Yeah. All right. I like this whole show. It was really. Good. It was very cute. It was twee, and it was for thee. <laughs> Thank you. All right, everybody. You can join the conversation on Facebook if you want to go over there. Just look for After These Messages show on Facebook. Um, we have our YouTube page going. I'm going to be digitizing some uh, some more ads pretty soon that I have found on VHS tapes. You can look for After These Messages podcast on YouTube. You can email us your thoughts after these messages show at gmail.com. Let us know what commercials you've been seeing and reacting to, yelling at, laughing at crying over uh or you can call our voicemail line that's how we love to do it too we would love to hear your voice like listener maria 607-444-5597 again that voicemail number is 607-444-5597 all right i'm gonna go watch that commercial again see if i can get through it <laughs>